Well, you, you know this. Uh, there are certain seasons that you plant and there are certain seasons that you don't plant in. There are certain seasons that you break up the ground. And many times the reason we get frustrated as the people of God is because we're trying to sow in winter and trying to reap uh, you know, and, and we're trying to reap and we get into the frustration and we move, we're losing what God is wanting to do when we should have already reaped and get ready and start plowing, breaking the ground up and then start sowing when the springtime comes. Too many times we miss our season, miss our season. And, and I think if you, I think if you'd learn to ask yourself, there's just like there's four seasons, there's four seasons in your life that you can go through. And I don't have time to talk on this a lot tonight, but there's seasons. And if you'll kind of take out a calendar and see in your financial and your spiritual and your, uh, in the different things that God's done in your life, over your life, you'll see there's seasons that's come in your life where it, God did something supernaturally and something strong and moved in your life. Now, it doesn't mean that you can always go by that, but there are seasons that shows you. So if you want to know sometimes, for example, let's say if there's something not happening and you're pressing against it and pressing against it, it may be that you're in the wrong season. And so you don't get frustrated with the time. Listen to what he says in Philippians 4 and 11. Apostle Paul said this. He says, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. That whatever state I'm in, to be content. And so this is the thing. If you will learn that when you're waiting, in the process of waiting, when God speaks a word to you, and then when God gets it to this side, when you get, get into that zone and you say, God, I'm just going to be content at where I'm at. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to believe in you. And I'm going to believe that you're going to bring it to pass. I believe you're going to bring it to pass. And then all of a sudden, you can relax. You can relax. You can begin to say, God, I'm just going to trust you with it. I'm going to allow it to happen. I'm going to let it happen supernaturally. So the second thing is that not only do you need to realize this, is that you get frustrated with the time and get focused on that and lose your sight, is that don't get focused on being tired all the time. Tiredness will rob you. Too many times, you know, you've heard people, How, I'm just so tired. I'm just wore out. I'm just tired of this year. I wish this year would hurt me in. I'm tired of that. I'm tired when I get up in the morning. I'm tired. And, and we get to where we focus on being tired. You ever heard someone say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen. And so all of a sudden you begin to uh, get caught in these things and begin to say, you know what, God, I don't understand what you're doing. Looks back in Genesis 15, 12, he says, and when the sun went down, a deep sleep, a deep sleep fell on Abram when the sun went down. When the sun went down. You know, have you ever noticed it seemed like sometimes the hurricanes try to sneak up at dark time? Amen. <laughs> you ever notice that kids run fever late in the night? I mean, why don't they run the fever in the day where you can be up with them? No, they got to get up at 1 o'clock in the morning with them, right? It just seems like when the sun goes down, things begin to happen. You notice that? And it just seems like sometimes you can get weary. And in the wintertime, when the nights are longer, people get depressed. There's just something about it. There is just a, when a darkness comes, all of us, we get tired. And, and, and we're supposed to go to sleep, rightfully so. But I'm not talking about a tiredness that you just want to go to sleep and lay down because you worked hard. But I'm talking about sometimes you just get spiritually tired. You get tired. God, I, I've, been, I've been waiting on you. I've been wondering when you're going to do this. And so you, you start getting tired. 
And then all of a sudden, when you find yourself being tired, the Bible says this. He tells us not to be weary in well-doing. Galatians 6 and 9. And, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. King James says if we don't faint. If we don't faint. Now let me tell you something. You want to know when you are the closest to your due season. Don't forget this tonight. You want to know when you're the closest to your due season, when you're about to reap whatever you've been praying for. If you've been praying for your children, you've been praying for your finances, you've been praying for a, a physical health breakthrough, when you're at your closest, you'll know when you're in due season, listen to this, according to Galatians, is when you get weary and well-doing. Look what he said. Look at that. He says, and let us not be weary and well-doing, for in due season, in a matter of just in a matter of time, we shall reap, but we can't lose heart. When you're about to quit, that's when something supernatural is about to happen. Too many times people give up. Remember, now Jesus, he showed us how to, remember he went and prayed three times. He said, Lord, if there be any way this cup could pass from me, let it happen. Remember that? But he said, nevertheless, not at my will, but let thy will. He wept. He was weary. But he didn't give up. He didn't lose heart. He stayed focused. And we got the harvest of that, and he got the harvest of that. Amen? And he got us into the kingdom. So what we have to do is we have to safeguard ourselves not to get tired and, and get into the weariness of it and say, God, I don't understand why you don't do what you're wanting to do in our lives. And, and it is. It's, I, I remember when me and uh, Ms. Brocker, we first started out in ministry, you know, it, there's sacrifices in ministry. I mean, you can, you know, when you're in the ministry, it's not like, you know, some people are like, they go out and get a career. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people, they'll go work at a paper mill with their father and their mother or brothers and sisters or whatever. Or they'll go work at a chemical plant. Or they'll go pursue careers, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're calling the ministry, you can't do that. Because most of the time they want you to work on Sundays, and guess where you're supposed to be on Sundays? Amen. And so uh, the thing is, is that so you, you give up sacrifices when you have the opportunity. You could go in and do these things. You have to give them up. And so all of a sudden that... Um, you can get tired. Sometimes you, you're thinking, Lord, I, I remember one time uh, we, we were in North Alabama and, and we were sacrificed and I was doing all I could do. And I'd pick up every odd job but work at the church full time. Now, can I tell you something? You can work at church full time and I get full time pay. There's a difference. Amen. Uh, I mean, as a matter of fact, my first full time job, you ain't going to believe it. It's going to blow you away. It's going to blow you away. Hold on to your seat. You ain't going to believe it. Uh, I was making $84 a week for full time. I mean, I, I don't, how many know that'll take? And my rent was $550 a month. Amen. Full time. Cha-ching. I was raking in and people like Peter get in it for the money. Yeah. Cha-ching. $84 a week. I was tearing it up. Amen. But the, so you're going through tight time. But God, we never missed anything. God was faithful. And I would do odd jobs on the side working and trying to make up the difference because I knew I was making a sacrifice for the Lord. But I remember one time, and uh, we was living in this house, and, and Bronco told me, I don't know why I didn't dawn on me. You know, guys get kind of caught up and get kind of focused. And, and, and Bronco goes, hey, Don, and she said, we don't, we don't have any groceries in the house. Now, I had, uh, at that time, I had uh, two small children, uh, three, with all three of them, yeah, three, three small children. I said, well, yeah, we got some. So I go look in the cabinet, and she's right, there's no groceries. I mean, we got no groceries. I mean, I think we have one, one or two cans. And they wouldn't even be any weenies. I think it's probably cream corn or something. I mean, you know, we didn't really have anything. Nothing in the refrigerator. It's just, and she says, what are we going to do? And she said, you know, we're here. We're sacrificing for the Lord. We're doing these things. And, and we, we don't even have any groceries. What are we going to do? 
I said, God will provide. Now, she wasn't doubt when she said this. She says, but how? I said, I, I don't know, but he will. And the Lord helped me to rest assured, give her this. I said, you know what? It doesn't matter how he does. I just know he'll do it. And I said, so, so this is what I did. I went in. I opened up all the cabinets. Now, I, So I kind of go out and talk with the Lord. And, and, and I, you know, sometimes like, God, I, if you want me to go, I can go be working at plants with I got brothers and, and they're in plants and I can get favor. I can get in plants. I mean, I'll do whatever. I said, Lord, but you know what? I'm taking a step of faith. I know you said you'd provide for me. I reminded myself of the promise, even though my Isaac hadn't come yet. I said, God, you, you spoke to me. I reminded myself. But, you know, how many knows there's some trying times and there's times you get. And so I said, okay, God, you're going to have to show me. So uh, I go in the house and I open up all the cabinets. I mean, Brock said, what are you doing? I was opening up all the cabinets, opened all the cabinets up here, all the cabinets down here at the bottom. I went and opened every cabinet. She said, what are you doing? I said, I, I'm fixed to talk to the Lord. So I, I kind of like I, I, I did. I said, I said, Lord, look. I pointed at all of them. I said, Lord. Look, my cabinets are empty. Now, you spoke to me, and I've been obedient, and I've been following you. And these cabinets need food. You said you're my provider, and I believe you. But look, you said I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. And I'm not going to ask anybody. It's not pride. I'm not going to say anything, but my cabinets are empty. And I said, but I thank you that you're going to know, you, you're going to get us some food. That was that, about three hours later, I think it was three hours of that night, about three hours later, a person come uh, knock on the door and said, hey, uh, we was in a prayer meeting, and I don't know if y'all, you know, uh, uh, they didn't know our situation. They said, we was in a prayer meeting, and the Holy Spirit fell. Let me believe the Holy Spirit fall in prayer meeting. Amen. And the Holy Spirit fell, and they said, the Lord told us to go get, there was a bunch of women there, and said, go get some groceries and take them to the man of God. And, uh, and I didn't, she wasn't in the house. My cabinets are still open. I wouldn't let her in the house. And I thought she was going to go, you know, get a sack of groceries, you know, maybe uh, just picked up some, maybe a few. And she goes, so I got some groceries for you. I hope. Hope this is hope you need them, and I hope we we just trying to obey the Lord, and and so would you be okay with taking some groceries? Sure. <laughs> what you got? What's in What's in the bag? No. Yeah, I'd be okay. And I said, okay. I said, well, yeah. Just let me. Have. She go. No, you don't understand. And so she's parked. She said, they're coming with the groceries. You know, coming with the groceries. Okay, I thought maybe their family. Uh, El Camino pulls up, and the whole back of the El Camino is full of groceries. The whole back is full of groceries. She goes, so we're taking these groceries out, and we just setting them out. We still didn't let them in the house. I said, well, here, let's just set. So we just set them out, and they left. I said, wow, thank you. We're gonna, we filled every cabinet down at the bottom, down at the top, we even put some in a little storage room on the outside, and we're, we're filling all this, and we're tucking it away. And, and so I close it up, and I go, you know, man of God I am. I said, see, I told you, Lord, provide. Just, just asked, amen. And so th those things were shut. So anyway, I'm, I'm rejoicing. Thank you, Lord, for honoring your word. And, Lord, I knew you was going to do it. Amen. Bless God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
And the Lord said, and he just like he goes, go open the cabinets. Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, I, I know you did. No, go open the cabinets. I want you to open every one of them. So now I open all back up. And then the Lord spoke. Did I not tell you that I am your provider? Did I not look now and see if your cabinets are bare? I can feel them. I am the God that's able to provide and meet your every need. You trust me. You obey me. You follow me. And I have overflow that is awaiting you. All you have to do is dare to believe me. Now look at the cabinets and tell me what you see. You saw nothing, but yet I spoke something into existence, into your life. I want you to know. How many knows that will make you change the way you think? think amen and change everything i'm telling you sometimes when you get tired and get weary and you think god i'll do something what else you need me to do and god says all you got to do is hold on hold on hold on hold on to the promises that i've given you because my promises are yes and amen so i want you to know there's somebody here tonight you're believing for something you're holding on to something and you may be looking at some empty uh, cabinet so to speak spiritually or in other areas of your life hold on hold on I'm telling you, one night El Camino could pull up with all your spiritual blessings. Amen. And all you got to do is allow God to do something supernatural. Amen. Amen. That's why I like Chevy so much. Amen. But see, all you have to do is realize that God wants to do something supernatural. So don't don't get weary in well-doing. For in due season you'll reap. The third thing is is don't, don't fear the test. There's always a test, you know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know about you, but um, I've always liked when they give you multiple choice in testing. I don't know if you do. I mean, some of you, some of you, you're radical. You like to fill in the blank. Amen. I, I just, I, I like the multiple choice. I mean, multiple choice. Think about it. Even if you don't study, you you got a 50-50 chance you're gonna pull this thing off. Amen. I mean, that's pretty good odds. And too many times we find ourselves. You know, uh, we like, oh, God, I, I don't want to take a test. And we, some people get sick over a test, knowing a test is coming up, and they're sweating bullets, and, oh, I don't want to take any test. And I understand that, get anxiety from it. But how many knows that if you know the answer, the test don't bother you? Because you'll know if they're trying to trick you. You'll know. I, I like the test that God gave. In Deuteronomy, he goes, I want you to know. He says, I want it to be recorded. Now, he said this. He said, it's going to be recorded in heaven. Today, I set before you blessings and curses, life and death. And th listen to this. He says, you choose. And then, now, I like multiple choice. But just in case some of you don't quite sure on the multiple choice he gives you the answer how many likes that even better amen i like multiple choice and then i like it if i don't know it i still get the answer amen and he says he says i want these are blessings there's curses there's life and death and then the lord says choose life that you and your descendants will live choose life so could you imagine so here you're, you're walking and i think this way most christians are blessings curses Whew, that's tough Man. Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? What, what do you really want me to? Oh, God, oh, God, show me what to do. Show me the way to go, Lord. Blessings, cur curses, curses, curses. What kind of curse is that? Yeah. Man. What, what kind of curse? That ain't a bad looking. That's too, not too bad. You know, when you're, when you're in Sunday school, right? Devil. 
bad. You know, you're like, whoa, that devil bad. I mean, especially if the teacher made him bad, huh? Devil bad, God good. You're like, devil bad, God good. You get a little older, devil not so bad. And you pray, God not so good. And it gets hard to choose. Blessed. And so God has to come along and say, hey, psh, I know you're kind of scraggling over which way to go. Psh, over here. I don't know, Lord. Are you sure you want me to? Psh, over here, I'm telling you, this is the way you go. And sometimes in our test, we get frustrated with God. And he said, look at this. It said Genesis 15, 12. Now, when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And behold, a horror and a great darkness fell upon him. A horror and a great darkness fell upon him. Now that's something. And then all of a sudden, there was this terror. There was this fear. It says, it wasn't a panic attack. It's just there was a reverence of God so deep that it felt there was a testing time. I want you to know there's sometimes when God's testing you, you think he's killing you. Amen. You, you think, God, I, I don't like this. You know what I'm saying? But there was a key before the test took place. There was something that's happening, and I don't want you to miss this. During a testing time, this is when the enemy comes in in the testing time. Now, remember, when we read the scripture that he made the sacrifices out, and now we're at this place where there's a deep sleep falling upon him. But right before that happened, there was something that took place that you might have missed. And I want to bring it out to you. I want to show it to you. In that verse, if you look all the way down in Genesis 15, verses 9 through 12, and it says, and he said that when he cut the birds, he did not cut the birds in half, and the vultures came down on the carcass. The vultures came down. On, can I borrow one of your things here? The, the vultures came down on the carcass. And I want you to notice what Abraham did. And it says, Abram drove them away. Don't you forget this in your testing. So here you are, you've been waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. You get kind of tired of waiting. It was a long day. It was a hot day. Abram's there. The sun is about to go down. This is where God's about to show up and give him his blessing. And all of a sudden, guess what you see in the air? A bunch of vultures. And they're swarming. And they're swarming. And Abram, all morning he's been there. All day he's been there. God's gave him a promise. God has spoke to him. He's already made the sacrifice. It's cost him something already. It's cost him something already. And all of a sudden the vultures begin to swarm. And it said that he did something that was unique. And this is before. Now we're seeing where he's about to enter into the blessings of God. But right before that, the vultures started circling. And it said that Abram began to drive them away could you imagine he began to drive them away to get them out and that's something that even when you're tired or sometimes you're tired or sometimes you've made the sacrifice that all of a sudden the vultures begin to and can I tell you something the vultures sometimes off in a distance can look like an eagle but eagles don't dwell on dead things that's why he says, "Bound up as wings of eagles." We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't focus on dead things, do we? 
But the vultures begin to focus on the dead thing and begin to fly in. And maybe from a distance it may look like an eagle, but all of a sudden they begin to swim in. And can I tell you something? There can be some people in your life, if you're not careful, they can talk you out of your sacrifice. You've got to be careful and not to allow people that may look like they're soaring like an eagle, but really they're like a buzzard. They're always dwelling on the dead things. You know, I mean, you may hear something like this. Sometimes you're believing something. You go, well, I know somebody that was believing for that one time. You know, they died. Or I know, I know this. They were believing and praying. And you know what? They were men and women of God, and they prayed for a long time. That never come back. You know, sometimes God will. Sometimes God won't. He don't always answer your prayers. Like, and they'll talk you out of your sacrifice. Listen. Don't you let somebody talk you out of your sacrifice. Don't you put your situation in their situation and theirs in yours. Because I'm going to tell you something. If God never saves another person, he's still a saving God. If God never heals another person, he's still a healing God. If God never does another miracle, he's still a miracle working God. If God never performs anything of a, in, in my sight, he's still the God who he said, don't change God because you're not seeing the results that you're believing for. Let God be God and dare to believe God and drive the buzzards away. Amen. Get those vultures out of the way. And it said that he drove them away. He fought them. So could you imagine? He's, he goes sit down. He's tired. It's hot. He's in the desert place. He's hot. He may have, you know, a little canteen of water. He's, by the time he sits down, here comes another one. He's, you better get out of here. Huh? You better go. He runs it off. He goes sit back down. Here comes another one. Lord, would you hurry up and take his sacrifice? <laughs> Lord, when are you going to do it? I've been praying. God, when are you going to do it? God, when are you going to do it? And all of a sudden, you find yourself, Lord, I'm getting tired. And as a matter of fact, he was so tired, a deep sleep came on him. Thank goodness the sun went down. Thank goodness that there was a, but the, the thing was, the sun was still up, but it looked like it went down because the, the darkness was God moving upon the sacrifice. I want you to know there's times that it looks like the sun's going down, but the sun's really not going down. It's just God moving upon the situation. And sometimes his, his power and his awesome, he begins to block the very light that you're being deceived by. Because how many knows that we got to be careful and we, he is the light, amen? And we got to be careful that sometimes what we think is the light is not necessarily the light. And so we have to declare, because how many knows that the Bible says that Satan comes as an angel of light? And notice what he said, that we have to be careful in the last days that Satan will be able to deceive many, even the elect, if possible. So we got to be careful, don't we? We got to make sure. That's why we got to know his word. That's why we got to stand focused on his word. So he drove them away and he stood the test. And then I like what happened right after the test Genesis 15, 13, and 14. And he said to Abram, Know certainly that thy descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will be afflicted 400 years. And also the nation whom they shall serve, I will judge after they shall come out with great possession. Now, I want you to know when you're hearing a word from the Lord, and I was saying, like, well, that don't, that don't sound like a very good deal. You're going to give me a nation, and then you're going to put them in bondage for 400 years? He said, but I want you to know, see, on God's time scale, he looks at eternity. You look at days and months and years. And he says, I want you to know they're going to come out with great possession. 
They're going to come out with great possession. And listen, this is the thing you got to understand. In James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, he said, My brother, count it all a joy when you fall. Count it a joy. What? Count it all a joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. I've got patience. Hurry up, Lord. (laughs) But let patience have its perfect work. That you may be complete and perfect, or you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, notice what he said. He said that count it a joy. You know, count it. Yeah, count it. Yeah. Have you ever been through? Now, you ever been through something that it wasn't a joy? I mean, you ever had something? You know, the Bible says that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, who are called according to His purpose. It didn't say that all things were good. It didn't say all things were good. See, that's where you get mixed up. God, this ain't good. What's wrong? You must be living in sin. There must be something going on. No, all things work together for the good. It's for your good, but it ain't good. You understand what I'm saying? There's some things that will happen in your life that ain't good, but they'll work for your good. What the devil meant for evil, God will turn it for your good. Amen? And if you'll learn to trust. But look what he said. He said, count it a joy. Count it a joy. So this is what you do. When you're going through a testing time, and you're going through a trying time, and you're going through a time, and you like, man, you can count. Have you ever noticed that when you're going through hardship, you count all the hardships? Man, it's going wrong. Man, I heard it come in threes. This is that. What else? I wonder what else. My goodness. I, I, I can only imagine this and this. And you start going down the checklist. Check, check, check. And you're not counting the joys. You're counting the fears, the frustration, the anger, the emptiness, the pain. And you're checking that list. What you got to do is you got to begin to count the joy in it. You got to begin to say, God, I don't understand. This is painful. I don't understand how you're going to get the glory out of there. But I just know this, God. And you start declaring the promises of God for they are yes and amen. For they are yes and amen. And so that's where you have to get to the place where you start counting that joy. You have to make a count. You have to list. I'm going to tell you the greatest thing you can do sometimes when you're going through a great trial. And you can start simple as this. When things are tough, you can get up out of your bed. Go to your refrigerator and say, Lord, thank you, I have a refrigerator. Thank you, Lord, I have food. Lord, thank you, I have shelter. Lord, thank you that I have clothes to wear. God, thank you that I have my health and I can raise my arm and I can walk. Thank you, Lord, that I'm able to see and able to hear. and Start counting the joys. And all of a sudden, when you start counting the joys, you'll find that there'll be more added. Multiplication starts when you start counting the joys. I like what he said here. He said that we all want this part. He says, let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Everybody wants to be to the point where they're lacking nothing. But you got to go. So if you did it backwards this way, if if you want to be the person that lacks nothing, then you need to be complete. And if you want to be complete, then you need to get some perfection. And the way you get perfection is through patience. I don't want patience. I know. Because you got a microwave at home. And you want a three-minute meal. No, sometimes there's some things that, that good old gumbo. Now, my, see, I'm a Mississippi man. My wife's Louisiana woman. You probably heard the song that they wrote about us. Amen. She swam the Mississippi River to get to me. Amen. But uh, no, I think it was the man that did it. Amen. But anyway, so uh, but she, she can make the best chicken and sausage gumbo but she, she don't make it out of a microwave 
she starts on the stove that morning and starts smelling it in the house. You get to eat it that evening. But she started that morning. And she may have even started cutting it up, getting it ready the night before, all the pieces. And boy, she could cook it. And I'm telling you what, you'll eat till you hurt. And then you'll eat some more. Amen. But, you, you, but see, there's some things that you have to be patient. You have to wait for. If you want to get the flavor out of it, if you want to get the goodness out of it, you've got to learn to wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. I'm telling you, God's promises are yes and amen. Now, I want you to notice the last thing that happened here, and, and this is the point I want you to notice here. In Genesis 15, verse 17 through 18, he said, And it came to pass when the sun went down, and it was dark, and behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch, and it passed between those pieces. And on the same day, on the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. If you take your notes, I want you to notice that Abram focused on the torch. And it said that the torch, there was this oven, a furnace, that started burning, and there was a torch that went right through the middle of his sacrifice. Have you ever noticed that when you're going through some difficult times and you sow into the kingdom of God, you focus on the sacrifice? And sometimes you miss what God's doing in the sacrifice? I, I remember one time... Uh, uh, the, I was back, you know, when I was doing the full-time youth ministry. You remember that? And I was making all that, making all that money coming in. Amen. Well, I, I, I kept, I put, saved up. I needed a, a certain item that I need to purchase for to do to where I could make more business. And so I needed this uh, industrial sewing machine because I, I, I listen. I want you to know when you're when you're in the ministry, you are a tent maker, a house maker. You, you can build barns, you're a mechanic, you whatever they need, amen, that's what you are, <laughs> you'll do whatever you got to do, you become a man of many trades, you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> you become a man of many trades, you, you can do it all, you can play the keyboard, you can run the sound booth, you can, I mean, whatever you got to do, you can make it happen, you just, and I found myself, uh, I, I saved up $500, I needed $1,200. I saved up five. And this was back in 1993. This was $500, $500. And I needed 12, 12 to 15 to get a good one to industrial sewing machine. And, I, and so I saved up about 500 And guess what? A missionary came to church. Boy, you ever notice that when you save up money, a missionary show up, amen. A mission work at the church. I didn't think nothing about it. Your God ain't going to ask for my 500 anyway. So I go on to church. Blessed be the name of the Lord, huh? Worshiping the Lord, talking to the Lord. In the middle of my worship, in the middle of me celebrating God, in the middle of things. I, I wasn't even thinking about my $500 or the, I wasn't thinking about the soul machine that I needed. I'm just a worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And got this minister and this missionary gets up there and he preaching about soul winning. He's preaching about over there. And I think, wow, way to go. And it's offering time. And, you know, I was thinking we're going to give, you know, write him a check, 50 bucks or whatever we had. You know, I mean, 50 bucks was a lot too. And, and, and the Lord says, give him the whole 500. Who's that? Who's talking to me? Ain't nobody around. Right? Yeah. 
And I said, I'll, I'll, I said, I'll give him 50. I'll give him a tithe of the 500. Give him the whole 500. <laughs> so I let him know Veronica, because she knows how hard it, we work to save that. I, I go, uh, 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 the Lord was talking to me. And he wanted to give the whole 500. And she said, you better be sure it's the Lord. I said, that's what I was trying to do, but you're not helping. I don't feel no confirmation going on here. <laughs> I was hoping he'd say, yes, the Lord told me too. Go with your bad self. God's going to bless us. Do it. She's like, you better hear from the Lord. Oh, God, let me come back and talk to you again. And I, I was like, and I, I was going like, uh, yeah, you're, she's right. I better hear from the Lord because that took me a long time. It's gonna all be gold tonight. I go, well, you know what, God, I'm gonna just sow it. So you sow it, put it in, and you know you rejoice. Thank you, Hallelujah, <laughs> glory to God. This is awesome. <laughs> this is glorious. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Jesus, I love you. Amen. Now I'm broke again. Glory to God. It's sacrificing. I'm looking at the sacrifice. I'm looking at the sacrifice. I got, it's some doves and some ram and some go up. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? I mean, I'm, and you go home and the devil, the buzzard. What you going to do now? You ain't even got you. You did have, you needed 12. And you was only 700 away. Now you're 1,200 away. Here comes the buzzard. You better get on, leave me alone. Ah, devil talking in your head. You better leave me alone. And I just finally said, you know what, God? It don't matter. You're my provider anyway. That's just a thought I had. And you know what? I trust you. I sowed the seed. I'm believing for harvest. Lord said, well, you, you still want that something? I said, Lord, I'll save up for it and get it. You know, I'll do it again. Thank God. So I, let, I run them buzzards off. You know, because sometimes you put it in, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, what did I do? What did I do? And, and I said, God, I'm going to trust you. And this was on a Wednesday night, I believe, or either Sunday. And by Wednesday, I got a phone call. A guy says, hey, are you looking for a sewing machine, industrial machine? I said, yeah. He said, man. There's one, it's $1,800, but you can get it for like, I mean, he's telling me like $900 or whatever. Or they, they need to hurry up and sell it. And, huh? $750. You, you can get it for $750. That would be great. That's, thank, you for, thank you for calling me. Where, that's great. So I told the Lord, guess what? I got that sewing machine. I don't, I don't even remember. Some, somehow, I think they bought it for me. They said, do you want it? I said, yeah. They said, I know you're looking for it. And I said, well, you know, God, God's going to get it. They go, tell you what, just go on and pick it up. I just feel impressed to get it. It's yours. Isn't that just like God? Isn't that just like God? See, so many times we're trying to do it our way, trying to put it in our box, and trying to figure it our way, and God just super. I didn't tell him I didn't have the money in the sense of, uh, in the sense of, oh, I, I just said, well, you know, I'm, I'm saving my money. I'll try to get it, and I'll try to do it. And they said, no, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and get it for you. You just go ahead. I'll take care of it. Just go pick it up. And all you got to do, so you got to keep your eyes on the torch. You got to keep your eyes on the torch. 
You got to keep your eyes on the torch. What is the torch? It's the word of God. It's a lamp. It's a light unto my path. Proverbs 6.23, for the commandment is a lamp and the law is a light. Reproof and instructions are the way of life. Psalms 119.105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. It, you just keep your torch. So what I've learned to do, listen, saints, and you know this, and if we can play something softly, uh, uh, this is what I've learned to do is I've learned to continue to proclaim his word, to declare his word, to begin to speak his word. And I just say, God, I just believe your word. Now, I know this is where I'm struggling. I know this is what I'm on. But I want you to know there's something about speaking his word. And so tonight, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to let God speak into your life. Now, this is a challenge that we all have, is that we make great sacrifices. I guarantee you there's not a person in here you haven't made some kind of sacrifice for the kingdom of God. And sometimes you don't see the result of it. You just don't see the result of it. And the keys that I just tell, shared with you tonight, if you will safeguard them, if you'll get to the place that you say, God, I'm just going to trust your timing. I'm not going to get focused on time has passed and time is running out. I'm going to focus on your time. You know, I've known people who say, you know, I've been believing God for doing something in my life for I don't know how many years now. You may have even given up on prayers that you've prayed 20 years ago, 30 years ago. You may have even forgot. I'm going to ask the Lord to bring to your remembrance some prayers that you prayed and believed for and some words that God spoke over you in the past. And I want you to, I want you to revive that sacrifice again. And I want you to grab a hold of that. I don't want you to be weary and well-doing. And just don't get tired. Don't get tired. Just keep plugging away. Keep doing it. Keep trusting. Keep believing. Keep holding on to it. Keep declaring it. Keep holding it in before you. Sometimes it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Sometimes it looks like it's not going to happen. And then when all of a sudden when God shows up, you just focus on a word. Get one word. Get one word. Many times in my walk with God, every time I'd get into a difficult place, one word would come to me. And I would chew on that one word. I would chew on that one. It may be, the word may give to me. He may say, trust me. And every time it would be hard, I'd just say, God told me to trust him. Trust me. And I'm going to tell you, some of you tonight, I believe, I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. You're going to find that God's going to give you a one word. A one word. He can speak it into existence. Remember, let there be light. A word, light. There was light. Let there be seed. Let there be water. Let there be, there, let, it, let the dark and the light separate. He would speak these one lines, just a word, and all of a sudden it would have to conform to it. All you have to do is get one word, and you begin to speak that one word till it begins to transform your life. Let me tell you how powerful this word is. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If I was you, if I had to put it on a CD, or I don't know now, the M3P, or I don't know what they call them now, 
and all these tech gurus know what they are. Whatever you put it on, if you or just re, every day, you should get that word in you, because every time you hear it, it builds your faith. It builds your faith. It builds your faith. I was told this. There was a lady years ago, back in the late 80s, early 90s, she entered into Alzheimer's completely. Her husband loved her. She just, she just like when you stared at her, it was like just staring into darkness, just blank. There was nothing there. She, no response. He could speak to her, no response. He had to feed her. He had to bathe her. He had to clothe her. No response. It's like she wasn't at home. It's a horrible, horrible experience for anybody that has to go through that. So he just thought, and this was back then, remember those little walkie Walkmans that you put on your side there? And you put the earphones on, remember those? And you push the cassette. Rewind, play, remember those? Some of you are like, what in the world are he talking about? Amen. That'll tell off on you, amen. So he got one of those little Walkmans and put it on her side. And she's just sitting there like a zombie. He puts that earphone, and he, and that's when the Bible come out. Remember when the Bible come out on all cassette from Genesis? And every day, when that thing would stop, he'd put another cassette in, push play. Pull it out, turn it over, push play. She's just, no response. Did that, I don't know how long, just kept doing that, push play. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. God spoke into the darkness, didn't he? What is his word doing? It was speaking to the darkness of the mind. He kept playing, playing. I don't know how long it took. But all of a sudden, she went, like somebody cut the light on, and her memory was restored. I want to tell you something. Do you actually believe this word? Do you actually believe that if we do this, that it will transform our lives? I'm telling you, if you will have faith, and you'll dare to believe it, you say, well, you know, I don't, I don't know that I believe it. It doesn't matter if you believe it. He believed it and he experienced it. See, the thing is, you don't change the word of God because you disbelieve it. The word of God is infallible. It is the anchor of our soul. Regardless if you believe it or not, it's still the word of God. It's still the word of God. So I'm going to pray with you. Would you bow your head and close your eyes for a moment? Holy Spirit, we, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for what you want to speak. I believe there's people here that have made sacrifice after sacrifice. They are believing. They're praying. They're praying. They're praying. So, Holy Spirit, what is the word that you want to speak into their lives tonight? With your head bowed, your eyes closed. Just resting in the Spirit. Let the Lord speak to you. Could you just pray with me just for a moment in the spirit? The Lord speaking to you. He's telling you not to be weary and well doing. For in due season, you shall reap if you don't lose heart, if you don't faint, if you don't quit. 
like you're saying, what's the use? What's the use? I, I do this, I do this. What's the use? It doesn't make any difference. I've been doing this. I've been believing. I've been praying. I've been, I've been doing everything that's required of me. What's the use? What's the use? God says, I see your labors, and your labors are not in vain. Your labor's not in vain. Your labor's not in vain. Your labor's not in vain. I've seen, I've seen you cry out. God, why? It's not in vain. It's not in vain. Focus on the torch that is going through the sacrifice right now. The sacrifice you made, God's moving through your sacrifices. He's moving through your sacrifices. I sense a new harvest coming to you. A new harvest. A new harvest. You're accustomed to old harvests. And you have measured your bushels by the old harvests. No longer measure your harvest by the old bushels. For an abundance of a new harvest is coming. Don't measure it based on the past. A new harvest. Supernatural. Exceedingly. Abundantly. Above. All you could ask or imagine according to the power that's at work within you. A new harvest. A new harvest. Father, I thank you for touching bodies right now, for bringing healing, for bringing healing into the body. Bringing healing into the body right now. Bringing healing, that thing that would concern an individual, that sickness that would end concern, that little thing that they're carrying that maybe they haven't been shared with anybody, that they've been concerned about but hadn't went to the doctor to have it checked out, but just concerned about it. Father, I just ask that it be removed now. Jesus name I thank you Lord I declare these things I do this by faith I declare this by faith new harvest new harvest new harvest don't you get weary in the time that's lapsed I could do more in you in a moment than you could do in a lifetime Trust the Lord. Lean not unto thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him. He shall direct thy path. He shall direct thy path. So doors are about to open. Walk through them. There are adversaries that wait at those doors, but do not be afraid of them. Walk through them. Walk through them and be strong. So God, if you begin to transform them, begin to change them. So Father, I pray for each and every one here tonight. Out of respect for them, I pray and I reach across these pews, God. I, I declare a blessing over them. I declare the promises of God over them. I declare your blessings, God, to flow upon them right now in the name of Jesus. I come against the principalities of darkness and wickedness that would rage against their thoughts and their minds, and that they would have the spiritual authority 
to begin to walk and dare to believe the Word of God. God, help them starting tonight to safeguard their sacrifices and not to lose not one sacrifice. God, everything that we've sown, you're not mocked. A man shall reap what he sowed. If he sows of the flesh, he reaps of the flesh. But if he sows of the Spirit, he shall reap of the Spirit everlasting peace and joy. Father, I declare that on them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to encourage you to do so. I do that now. Your pastors probably have told off on me. And uh, I like little catchy sayings. Helps me to remember them. You probably know this one. You make your living on your giving. Amen. If God can't get it through you, he won't send it to you. Amen. I thrive in my tithe. Amen. Good, better, best, I'll never let it rest till the good gets better and the better gets best. Amen. So you, you, what you do is you get you a saying when the Lord gives you a word. When the Lord gives you a word. However, you, if you have to sing it, if you have to put it in a poem, but you get it before you and you think about it and you think about it and you declare it and you speak it, and you declare it, and you think about it, and you rejoice in it. And I want you to know, God's word will not return void. It's waiting for you. If you knew that the time you left this place, that the very things you prayed for, that God would, you would say, you know what, God, you're faithful. But sometimes we think, well, yeah, God's faithful, but don't do that anymore. God's faithful. God's faithful. So I'm thankful that you let me come tonight. And I want to I thank you. I pray that this word would get in your heart and sink, saturate your soul. And that you would allow the spirit of God to do in you. Don't you give up. This is not a time for the church to slow down, to back up. This is not a time for us to, to say, well, you know what? There ain't much we can do. This is a time we are the salt of the earth. We are the light. We are the city on a hill. We are to set an example. This is time for the body of Christ to be at its best. This, Listen, when horrible things come upon the earth, this is when we shine and we are the best. Amen? Don't you love your church and you love your pastor? Give him a hand. Amen? Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. So now y'all figured out where I got all those sayings at, huh? Here's your lid if you need it. Amen. See, that's what we got all the time was faith preached into us constantly. And now you see why we live by faith and why I've watched God move so many times in my life. Why? Just crazy enough to dare to believe. <laughs> Just to dare to believe. Amen. So thank you so much for sharing that word with us. Listen, we're going to be back here in the morning. And he's going to probably really be riled up by then. So he's going to get some sleep tonight or something. I don't know. So, but hey, listen, I, a couple things I want, to, I want to remind you of real quick. Don't forget to sign up out there for the Thanksgiving. Remember, the way we're doing Thanksgiving this year is a little different. We need to just sign up by the, you know, with the family. Now, I know people are putting family names down there, but if they just put the Dozot family, we had no clue who that would be. So, yeah, tell us a little bit more about you, you know, or even the Laborde family. We had no clue who that would be. But yeah, tell us a little bit more other than the, the Dozot family, you know. Or, uh, but if you're going to stay or you're going to go, because we've got plate lunches are being prepared by Panorama Foods. 
And if you're going to stay, we're going to divide up our fellowship hall into groups back there so you can stay and eat. If you're not comfortable with that, we, you can take it to go. So just tell us if you're going to stay or go, how many we need, how many plates we need, so we can get a good count and make sure we have enough here. Uh, and, and the other part of that is, is don't say you need five and only one of y'all come because I, I want to preach to all of y'all that day. I, I want to be able to see all of your faces that day. So, But I know some, it, there's some exceptions to that, guys. Y'all don't understand that. But make sure you sign up for that because we, we want to still have our, our Thanksgiving fellowship on um, the 15th of November. And uh, listen, there's some more things coming, some very exciting things I'm going to share with you in the morning, uh, some opportunities. If you notice, we have the missions posters in the back. Some of y'all probably didn't even look. Some of y'all probably didn't look. Okay, y'all look. Okay, praise God. About to say. Uh, but there's some things about missions this, this uh, month coming up that we want to share with you. And uh, we want to tell you about that. And there's some other things as well uh, that we want to be able to do. So listen, I love you. Thank you for being here tonight. But now here's the deal. Y'all know I always do this. We've got offering plates out there. There, one on each side. We want to bless the man of God. Come on, did he bring a word to you tonight? It says he's, he's able to be blessed. And let's bless him. Everything that comes in in this offering, this is not your tithes coming in on this one. This is the, you save those for tomorrow. There'll be an opportunity for tithes tomorrow. If you want to go online, newlifeag.church, there's a giving in there. Just put the amount and do the drop down and do special guest. We'll make sure it gets to him, you know. Uh, if you want to put Donnie in there, just write Donnie in there. We'll make sure. But, yeah, everything we give tonight, we want to bless him. We want to bless his family for taking out, coming all the way over here with us. And, uh, listen, I'm just so thankful again that he shared this word with us tonight because there's a lot of things in there that I've been seeing in people, and they needed to hear it from someone other than me. Amen. And that's, that's what's good about it. Amen. So stand up with me tonight. We're gonna, I'm going to bless you tonight before we leave. And then we can stay and visit a little bit safely if you want to. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, hey, look, listen, the great thing about coming to church tonight is we can remind you of the fact that you can sleep for an extra hour. Those that didn't come to church tonight will probably get here an hour early. You see, so there are benefits to coming to church because we're reminding you about the fact that you get to sleep in the... Hey, girl, what are you doing? Come here. Watch your head, you. She's running around. They've already let them loose. So you got time change. So thank you, brother, for, for reminding me of that. Because I would have I'm already gonna be here at seven, so it doesn't matter to me. I'll be here at six, maybe not. Hallelujah, Jesus. So listen, so we want to bless him and his family tonight um, with this offering that comes in. But let me pray for you. So Father, I thank you for your word that came forth tonight. Lord, again, we know it's already anointed, but Lord, I pray that it would be put deep inside of our hearts, in our spirits, and the vultures would not be able to steal it. Let us proclaim the things that we have heard tonight about your goodness and your mercy and grace, but also about your blessings and the things that you want to do in our lives. Lord, I speak strength over the people that are here tonight. Lord, and those watching online around the world, I speak health into their bodies in the name of Jesus. I rebuke sickness upon them. Lord, and your word says we're blessed going in and coming out. And Lord, I pray right now that they would be blessed every door that they walk through as they remember that you are blessing them through every passage and taking care of their every need because you are faithful. And if you agree with this word tonight, say amen. 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 God bless you. We love you again. Just write the checks out to New Life. Put your credit cards in there. We'll make sure we max them out. I mean, use them for you. And uh, love you. We'll see you in the morning. Don't forget to change your clocks.